0: We've got an exciting guest for you all today. Jacob, why don't you introduce yourself and then tell everybody how you got started into Web3.
1: Thanks for having me on. Very excited to be speaking with you and the audience today. Uh, My name is Jacob Berman. I'm based here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Recently moved here from Los Angeles. I got into Web3 blockchain, whatever you want to call it, back in 2017 via crypto. I was doing some personal investing in Bitcoin and Ethereum. At a very small scale, had heard rumblings of it and realized just how crazy the markets were. And it really fascinated me, just this new wave of currency and just this new wave of technology. Fast forward to 2020 when the pandemic hit, I had a lot more time to really invest in understanding what blockchain technology was, I built out my own personal portfolio and was invested in about 25 to 26 different coins and through that I really got a good understanding of the foundation of what blockchain technology is, what NFTs are, what where the overlap with the metaverse would come in. And then if you look at it, a lot one of the bigger industries that's leaning into this new wave of innovation is entertainment. I have an entertainment background. I was at Meta for eight years on the sales side, working with brands like Live Nation, Ticketmaster, AEG, Disney, and the NBA. So it was a really cool cross-intersection of kind of the industry I came from and then the industry that was leaning, leaning into this new wave of innovation. So yeah, that's how I got started.
0: When did you find, like, when was the inflection point? Maybe it's a better question. Like when you saw... Hey, this is crypto. This is blockchain. I see what it is. And then the light bulb went on you're like, Hey, this can actually apply in this vertical, or this can actually apply here. And this can actually provide value to people. When did that start to happen for you?
1: Yeah, I think it really started to happen back in 2020, 2021. There were just so many different use cases of why a new wave of technology would come in and either disrupt an industry or drive incremental business in an industry. A good example of of that is music. I think that musicians and artists, there's this constant fight between them and a music label or whoever they're partnering with to help fund the creation of that art. There's a lot of value lost between both what they're creating and what the fan is getting in the existing model. So if you look at something like an NFT project that an artist can launch and really derive 90 to 95% of that value directly from that project and own all of that without having to give up any rights or give up any of their music That's an amazing use case. And we're seeing a lot of platforms pop up, right? Sound XYZ, Royal, a lot of platforms allowing artists to do that. And then it could go as far as in, in different industries, right? Whether it's like healthcare or real estate, there are just use cases where a newer technology can come in and have better management of what's going on. And then also just better data analytics and accountability, especially in the currency space, I think or sorry, the financial space, there's a huge need to a shift to really own the money that you actually have, right? You shouldn't have to spend money to take money out of your own account or spend money to send money overseas. These are all, in my opinion, very antiquated ideas. So I just think that blockchain technology, there are a lot of different use cases for it. Yeah. adding on to that. So we use a
0: platform, I won't call their name out, but It takes sometimes four days for us to hit the transaction. We want to give this to a vendor. We want to give this to a contractor. It takes sometimes four days to get their money. That seems weird in 2023.
1: Yeah, it shouldn't be like that.
0: Yeah. I'd like to just, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to talk about just the Web3 blockchain culture at large, what you're seeing and so yeah, let's get into that. Where do you see and it may just depend on where you've you're reading the news lately, but where do you yeah. see blockchain culture going? Where do you see metaverse culture going? What do you see is going to make an impact on people's lives in the next 6 months or so?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest topic that I that comes up in conversation either with People in the industry or in the news is really about how are we going to get to mass adoption of some of this technology? When are we going to get to the scale that we need to for everyday people using an NFT? When are we going to get to the scale of any everyday people, a large amount of people going into the metaverse or trying out an AR VR experience? The adoption just isn't there. If you look at companies like Meta, um, Meta, or even Decentraland—the excitement and the integrations are there, but just the people going in and exploring those integrations are just not. So I think the biggest topic is really is like, how are we going to get to that next wave of adoption from just an everyday user? And I think my answer to that is, let's just pull out NFTs specifically. People won't adopt NFTs until it gets integrated into their everyday lives. And it's something that they would use every day and need to use. So a use case that I talk about a lot is for ticketing. I think in the future that every ticket, whether it's for a sports event, a music event, or even like the theater will be an NFT. I think there's a really cool opportunity for some of the ticketing companies to, to integrate this and companies like Ticketmaster already starting this you have to people love live music people love events so you know you already have to get your tickets on your mobile phone or digitally so if it's an nft people might not know it's an nft but the technology behind it is there and that's something that that someone would use every day and get accustomed to using so once once there are more use cases where the technology is integrated into an everyday task or, or contract that you're dealing with i think that's when we'll start to see more of that adoption
0: Where have you seen NFTs, let's take those for example, where have you seen those in talks with people that they're about to come out or where have you seen them come out in the recent past that you're like, hey, that's a cool use case and I can see mass adoption happening in that space?
1: Yeah, I think the other trend that I think will help people bridge the gap between, let me take a step back. I think people are having a tough time understanding the value of owning something digitally and because you can't touch it, right? You can't see it in, in your house. You can't, you can showcase it across your social platforms and you can showcase it digitally. When you own something, especially something that's more expensive, like a $1,000 $5,000 or $10,000 item, you want to be able to like touch it and see it and show people, right? So I think people are having a tough time bridging the gap between the Understanding the value of something digitally, so I think how how that will get how that will get easier for people is when there's a physical and a digital component together. So if you think about merchandise, owning a digital rendering of a really cool T-shirt, being able to wear that in the metaverse, being able to maybe use an AR filter with that's really cool. But also being able to own that piece in real life too, I think. I think there will be more projects that have a digital and a physical component to help people understand what the value is that that they're getting when they're purchasing something like this.
0: Are you in Raleigh or Durham? I'm in
1: Charlotte, actually.
0: Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Is there a community in Charlotte that there might be somebody in your house, but (laughs) is there anybody that you're talking to, that you're meeting up with that's got cool projects or you can bounce ideas off of?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I've only been here six months, so I feel like the community is relatively small. There are a few groups here that I haven't had a chance to tap in too much with, but I feel like it's relatively new. Like Web3 is a relatively new space for this market. Again, I've only been here for six months, so I could be speaking out of turn, but it's definitely not as tapped in as, say, like a New York or Miami or Los Angeles. But I look forward to hopefully increasing the awareness of all of the, what's going on in this space. And I think that, I think a lot of people are open to new ways of doing things here. So that's exciting. Yeah. So I
0: think the last few years, maybe not all of 2022, but the last few years have really been about NFTs and people trying to figure out that, a lot of blockchain architecture I've been seeing. Yeah. But uh, where, where do you see the Web3 market, the blockchain market, headed in the next couple years that you think other than mass adoption i know that and yeah that, that sounds very on par with what i'm hearing from other people but where else do you see it going
1: yeah i think i think to answer your question and to answer another question around how we get to mass adoption is i think larger brands and companies that have larger audiences say a snapchat or a TikTok or. Meta or whatever it may be, these companies and these brands will act as vehicles for this technology to be exposed to all of the people that, that love these companies and use these products every single day. So I think we're going to see more big, like bigger brands get involved in the space. And I think they're going to probably try to create a more seamless user experience. If you look at a company like Starbucks, they launched their kind of NFT Web3 initiative, and they they really took their existing loyalty program and their rewards program and integrated blockchain technology on the back of it, started launching NFTs, created programs to really educate users of, of Starbucks or consumers of Starbucks on the product. And I think, it's, I think it's been going pretty well just in terms of an engagement perspective. I think, in, I think we'll see more brands like that kind of onboard to this new way of doing things. You have the NFL who just launched their rival's mobile app game and you can purchase NFTs in, of players within that game. The NFL is a huge brand. They have a, a, an insane amount of consumers and now they're tapping into this space. I think that bigger brands will be the vehicle for driving some of this adoption.
0: Where do you see yourself? So i I know a little bit about coding. Yeah. I am not an expert by any means, so I am more on like the project management end of this whole Web three
1: thing that's happening. Where do
0: you see yourself existing in this ecosystem?
1: It's a great question. I think I I see myself existing more on the partnerships side. I just feel like I've done my research on the company. I feel like I've built a lot of really great connections with some of the people that are doing the work in this space that are executing in this space. And this industry is so small, even now, and I think even over the couple of years, it'll start to grow. But I built some really foundational relationships and understanding of what's going on. I just think from a partnerships perspective, I think that I would love to be the guy that really brings in the executional team, the cre- the content creator, the brand to really make a project get to the next level and be successful. I would love to continue to play in this space of partnerships and business development and help projects grow and get what they need to be successful.
0: Are you well connected to, I'm, I know you're well connected to brands, but are you well connected to any builders?
1: Yeah, for sure. There's a company called Landvault that builds metaverse and ar vr vr experiences they're doing a lot within sandbox they're doing a lot in decentraland i have a lot of relationships with companies that that have a network basically of like engineers and builders that that are building some of these experiences so yeah definitely have that network
0: i was always fascinated when i was in it a few years back just at the brains of people that built and created, mostly they were in roles like dev positions. I think it's so fascinating. Have you ever talked to those people just on the personal level and got to understand where they were coming from when they created these, some of these web three apps are so amazing. It's just fascinating to hear their story.
1: Yeah. I think the great piece about this industry is that it's, it is so much about creativity and imagination and rethinking the way things are done. And the ethos too of this community is about collaboration and helping one another and really giving more value than you're getting, right? There, there hasn't really been one person that, I've talked to within this space that that doesn't want to help me out or doesn't want to connect me with someone. And I feel the same way. And I think that's a really amazing thing. And I think a lot of industries aren't like that. A lot of industries are cutthroat. They're trying to be competitive and get ahead in, in lieu of having someone be not successful. Some of the conversations I've had with those dev people have just been really exciting. And there's some really smart people in this space doing great things.
0: I want you to talk a little bit more about the collaboration because that's what I felt just from doing this podcast. It's been so easy doing the podcast because you just hear about somebody and you send them a direct message, and most of the time they're like, yeah, sure. That's how I got a hold of you. Talk a little bit about that, about how you're seeing collaboration in this space and how you maybe didn't see it in other verticals and why, if you have any thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it stems from the ethos around cryptocurrency, the ethos around the metaverse. It's taking what exists today and really flipping it it's on, flipping on its head and going against kind of the traditional ways that that people either did business or people in the way that they live their lives and and it's a movement, right? And I think in a movement you need people to adopt a level of understanding. You need people to be committed to the cause and really work together to make waves. And I think it's not unknown that this is gonna be a longer journey for a lot of these technology companies, a lot of these platforms. So I think it's rooted in that ethos and in around people just needing to come together. And so if there's a person that wants to raise their hand and join and get on board and really understand what's happening, that's, that's a really good thing. So I think everybody's really open to anyone that's willing to be understanding and maybe open their minds to a different way of doing things. I think how, I think existing industries say like a music or a TV film or whatever, there's just a lot of, Business methods that have gone on for 10, 20, 30 years that I think just need, it, they're just prime for disruption. And also separately, if you think about the way that we as a culture are operating, like the increases in the development of technology, the increases in the advancement of technology is just, it's in super speed, right? Where we are today versus where we're going to be in a year versus three and five years from a technological standpoint is just our brains can't really wrap around what's actually coming and and we won't realize that until it it actually happens. We're just, I feel like in an increasingly more technological environment and I think that the technology is really going to blow us out of what we've been doing for the last five to ten years. Yeah, speaking of speed, have you been pertinent to
0: any of the AI stuff that's going on? Yes. That is just fascinating. What are your thoughts on that?
1: yeah i think everybody's talking about the ai music that's coming out there was a drake song that got basically (laughs) random it it was good too i'm like man this is really good and i there's a platform actually i forgot the name of the company that just launched It's, it's a streaming platform for ai music so if you make ai music you can put it on this platform i don't know how long that platform is going to last because of the copyright infringement and just the fact that you can't be using someone else's voices unless they're giving you permission. I don't know if you saw, there was another article Grimes said, Hey, you, I'll give you 50% of the royalties. You can use my voice in however way you want, but I just want a cut of it, which I thought was really smart, but yeah, I think AI is going to be integrated into everything that we do. It's, with chat GPT, it's already integrated into things like coming, coming up with content ideas coming up with plan a friend of mine used it to create like a 6 month diet plan he he said this is my weight this is where i want to be give me a 6 month diet plan on what i should eat and it spit that out presentation creation project management i just think that from a creative perspective two companies i think it was adobe that just integrated some ai features and you can literally say i want to see a a beachy vibe scheme and I want cats to be in it. And it'll come up with a presentation, a whole PowerPoint template that includes those features. Right. So yeah, I think that AI is also a part of this movement and we should see a lot more integrations from that.
0: Do you have any thoughts on maybe the downsides or the negatives to, because I agree. Innovation is just happening so much. It seems like so much faster. I wasn't around in 1880. So I don't know <laughs> how that went. But it seems like stuff's happening a lot faster. Is there any dangers or any downsides to that? And should what should we be thinking about as a society or as a culture as builders or as partners in your category? What should we be thinking about as we travel down this road?
1: Yeah, I think two things are of concern to me as it relates to AI. I think the first is just originality. Uh, When you use an AI to kind of generate certain ideas or generate art, it's like how is that as, as true of an art form as if you were to, it were to come out of your own head or you were to spend a little bit extra time thinking about what it is you're trying to convey to the world, whether that's content or producing a piece of art or music or whatever it may be. It definitely speeds up the process of getting that out there, but I just think originality, right, is of concern for me in all of this. And then the other piece is just around how this is going to impact certain people's jobs, right? A lot of people are hired to do some of these tasks that a chat GPT might do. There's a lot of people that make money off of creating PowerPoint presentations or putting together content ideas or putting together plans for certain projects. Like it could definitely undercut those people and they would just be out. There's a lot of money that could potentially be lost within that market. So yeah, I would say those are the two things that that I'm concerned about most with AI.
0: Yeah, I've always been a positive person. I always will land on, yeah, but the glass is going to be half full. And so I think right along with every other technology that's come about, we've always seemed to shift the marketplace. And if it does take away jobs, we find another place for them. And I hope that happens with this. And it sounds like you're on the same page. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Let's kind of shift to like your personal hopes and aspirations for blockchain or Web3. Yeah. What are they? Do you have any like personal mantras that you try to stick to when you're exploring this space?
1: Yeah, I think that this is a very fast moving industry. Uh, I think everyone's trying to get an edge on everybody else in a sense. And I think I just want, I think my aspirations and hope is just that companies and people take the time to really understand the problem that this technology would be solving. And then in the execution of whether it's building a product or providing a service, like really taking the time to make sure that they're doing it in in the right way and not just focusing on chasing the money, focusing on chasing the success or the rewards. There are real people and consumers behind the uses, like the use cases of these products. And I think that there are a lot of people that have been burned in the past. People have bought NFTs for thousands of dollars and the next day that project doesn't exist and they've lost all that money. Or people have invested in certain cryptocurrencies and have lost all their money because of the way the markets are moving. I just, I really want people and brands to, to think of this new wave of technology or this new strategy that they may be deploying as a longer term play and that you don't need to, you need to move fast, but take the amount, the this necessary amount of time to really develop a good product and a good experience for people because sometimes a lot of these companies are launching products and the people that interface with these products, it's their first time ever interfacing with anything web three related and that can put a sour taste in someone's mouth and really prevent them from wanting to, to think about any other web three experience that they might have in the near future. So yeah, so I think for me, it's just about like companies building great products, focusing on user experience and really understanding that sometimes that first impression is way more impactful than maybe it might be in some other industries. That's
0: good. I think mine is back to your answer about the collaboration question. Yeah. I think for the first 10 years of my career, 15 years of my career, it was, I've got to win, which means the other party has to lose. Yes. And I I think I'm reminded of it every time I get on a podcast or any time I talk to people is that we both can win just because yeah. my business does well does not mean other businesses can't do alongside us. Have you had anything like that that you had a thought, you got into this space, and it's evolved over time that, like, you – I think that was a wrong belief that I had, that, like, I thought I had to win, therefore other people had to lose, and I think that was wrong. I think – two parties can win at the same time. I think 10 parties can win at the same time and it doesn't take it away from other parties. Do you have a similar situation like that, that since you've got into this space, you realize, Hey, that might've been a weak belief. I need to change that.
1: Yeah, this might be in a different light, but I think that coming into this space, I think some of the bigger companies that are out there, I won't name any, but I think that some of the existing players that have been around for the last couple of years, whether it's a wallet whether it's a marketplace whether it's a sub uh, an entity of a larger company that exists I felt like they had maybe more of their act together and I think that coming from a company like Meta that's been established for years and is becoming very corporate in in the way that they operate I just thought that the process of either speaking with them or executing with those companies would be a bit more streamlined and more would be put together. But we really are still so early. And I think the people that are operating in this space, even they're having to learn every single day about the new trends, understanding what, what works and what a consumer wants within Web3. So that was that was a, a mindset shift for me where I was like, oh, I think some of these companies will know what they're doing. But I think there's a lot of companies that still don't. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Because I think." It's the ability to fail and learn that is going to drive this industry forward, and really the people that are leaning in first and failing early are going to be set up to to be really successful in the future. I don't see it as a bad thing, but I think that was a little bit of a misconception on my end
0: let's talk about case studies if you will, just for a minute. so I was talking to a guy I won't shout him out because he might not want me to, but he's running a program that creates Live live actual events, but in the metaverse. Okay. So think of when you go to a conference, he's creating a conference in the metaverse that looks just like the live event. And he was talking about how they had partnered with some pretty big brands to pull it off. And he said it was real successful. Have you talked to anybody, heard about case studies of them trying out something in the metaverse or in NFTs or in blockchain that has gone well? And lessons learned, or gone poorly, and they're trying it again next year and trying it a bit different.
1: Yeah, so I think one project that I think is going really well is the team from Aloe. What they're doing in in the sandbox with you, they're basically allowing you to use wear digital Aloe clothing. I think the number that I heard was around like. 30 or 40 million people had tried on a digital wearable that was Aloe related, which in my opinion is huge, right? Just not only for the brand, but for people experiencing something in the metaverse, like that's just a huge number. I think that what they're doing is really well. There was a project with Porsche that didn't go too well recently i think that they were higher price nfts they were tied to experiences and i think that they thought that maybe their customer base given just the income levels that i'm sure of people purchasing uh, porsche that it would just make sense right and they just spend a little extra money and get these nfts and want to be involved in this community but i don't think that they sold too many of them and i don't think it was any fault of theirs i think just the market is just in a weird place right now. They probably needed to do a little bit more on the marketing front, which kind of le- a separate thought is I think a lot of projects launching in this space are not spending enough on marketing. You're launching a brand new product, right? In in a brand new industry, and you have to educate people on what that product is. If you think about bigger companies like a Spotify or an Amazon, they're spending 10, 20, 30 million dollars on promoting their newer products. And so I think n- not every brand and not every project can do that, but I think it just goes to show that marketing is a huge aspect of, of launching some of these products. And I don't think that a lot of companies are doing as much as they need to.
0: I was talking to Carolyn Rogers at Blockhouse and she said uh-huh. she said something like, yeah, I think some people think they'll hire an intern to run their Discord and that they check off the marketing budget.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not how it works. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Adding on to that, have you seen anybody – I'm sure you have, but you might not be able to recall it – but anybody that has done the marketing and done it really well? Like Aloe, I think I – don't quote me on this, but I think I read they had either more money spent on in the metaverse than in live this last year or – more more wearables in the metaverse than in live last year. So I think they had a pretty good marketing plan. Have you do you know about anybody else that's had a good marketing plan and do you know a little
1: bit about it? Yeah, that's a good question. I think Starbucks has done a pretty decent job about it. I feel like they're in the news kind of every other week. They're getting good press placement. They, they, I'm on a on their like beta list, so like I was getting emails on a daily or weekly basis. You're hearing a bunch of podcasts. I I think start yeah Starbucks would probably be a good example. But to be honest with you, I don't know if any company is doing it really well just yet. I think everyone is doing decent, but I definitely think there's room for improvement for sure. Is Starbucks? Are they taking the stance that like they're not
0: really having to educate the people that they're in the beta program with because they understand blockchain or are they taking the stance that they're taking somebody from zero knowledge all the way to we're going to implement this new reward system and they're going to follow along we're going to teach them the whole way how are they attacking
1: that yeah that's a great question from my perspective they have less of a focus on like NFTs or Web3 and more focus on this is something that you can use to better educate yourself and get more engaged with Starbucks. And by the way, we're going about it this way. Um, They don't even really call it like NFTs, I don't think, within the platform or the program. It's more of just like digital stamps that you can use. So they're taking all of the semantics that you would usually have to worry about with a project and trying to just make it seem like, oh, this is just another product or this is another experience that we're offering and everything confusing, not confusing, but everything from a technology perspective is happening behind the scenes. I love that. I love it. Yeah. That's
0: cool. We're running up against our time. Is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I think just the one thing I'll say, a question that I get a lot about just this space, I think there are a lot of people interested in Web3 and interested in NFTs, blockchain, metaverse, a lot of smart people that are in existing industries, whether that's finance or law or entertainment that, that wanna join this space. I think just maybe one word of advice is to really just starting to build your network of people. I think to your point, anyone in this space is very open to talking to anybody that's passionate and really wants to learn. So I think building your network, whether that's reaching out on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever it may be, also just starting to read up on and have alerts on some of the projects that are coming out. It's very easy to stay in in tune with what's going on. A great website that I use is called decrypt.com. I usually check that every single day, try to read two or three articles and then I also have Google alerts set up on, on various topics, but uh, I just think if, if this is a space that you're passionate about and interested in, you don't have to have worked in it for five or 10 years. And anybody that's told you that they've worked in it in five, for five to 10 years is either very serious and like one of the original people that ever worked in this industry, or they're just completely full of it. So Probably the latter. Um, yeah, probably <laughs> the latter. There's a lot of people that are acting like they're experts in the space. I have been probably working in the space for a couple of years, but I'm learning something new every day and I am not naive to the fact that I have a lot to learn and a lot to accomplish to really get to a point where I can say that, that I'm an expert in any way. So yeah, so I think that would probably be what I would love to leave people with is just, if you're passionate about the space, definitely lean in. People are willing to connect and you got to start, you got to start from somewhere.
0: Jacob, thanks for coming on. I think. You're a value add to the show because I can tell. I don't want to speak for you, but I think you're a real practical person. So, you're, you, a lot of your answers today were this is how it's going to affect real people in Frankfurt, Kentucky, and not these high 50,000 foot view. This is what the world's going to look like in 2050. So, right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I it. Is there any place that people can connect with you? People hear the interview, they want to connect yeah. with you. How can they do that?
1: Yeah, I would love if you'd follow me on LinkedIn. It's just LinkedIn backslash. We can maybe add a link here, but Jacob Austin Berman. I'm a LinkedIn content creator. So I post probably three or four times a week, whether that's updates on what's going on in the industry, my own perspective, or sharing projects that I think people need to check out. So yeah, definitely follow me on LinkedIn. You can also follow me on Instagram. My name is Dapper Days. D-A-Z-E, and I'm posting a lot there as well. So yeah, feel free to reach out and I would love to to continue the conversation.
0: Thanks for coming on, I appreciate it.